Welcome to episode 36. And in this episode, so I'm recording this on the 13th of December, so we're leading up to Christmas. It's a follow on from last week's podcast on the Grinch, whether the Grinch is a narcissist. This one is about not only how they can ruin Christmas, and it's about other events as well. But also I've got some tools that can help you armour up and be ready for any situation. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. So it's coming up to Christmas. It doesn't have to be Christmas for an emotional abuser to want to ruin something, any event that you might hold pressure. So if you stop and look for a moment and you look back over various events, it might be birthdays or weddings, it might be other Christmases, Easter's, even holidays. They're never drama free and you may be entering this season or the season to be jolly feeling anything but there might be some leftover trauma from the relationship being gaslit and and those feelings that would rise around this time of year they might even come from childhood where you're waiting for the trigger to happen and there could be a lot of triggers it might start from just getting the Christmas tree out of hibernation or planning to go out and buy one oh the joy so perhaps you still have family members that are loitering in the background who are higher up on the spectrum and divorcing emotionally from them has been a challenge, particularly if they have been gaslighting other family members and playing the victim. And for the abuser, they might say that they didn't mean to do what they did to someone else, but they still continue to behave in the same way or speak to you in the same way. Gaslighting is so harmful. It's a covert, aggressive way of distorting another person's perception of reality. And you might receive this by proxy. And you might hear things like, it's Christmas, or let bygones be got bygones. And you might have been no contact or grey rock for a while. And life is so much more peaceful. And then you get a message or a call. Isn't it time to bury the hatchet? And the games continue. So the person that was gaslighting you is now gaslighting others to gaslight you. Gaslighting is a way of hiding abuse. You then question your memory and wonder if you can trust yourself. And was it really as bad as you've made out it has been? And then you start to defer to this third party abuser for an account of what's real. So slowly over time, this toxicity creeps back into your life. Gaslighting might take place in romantic relationships, in friendships, in family, at work. You may also see gaslighting on the news, advertising, commercials, even places of worship where you're being told to forgive and forget and to allow the abuser a place in your heart. It might be that someone is ill or they're dying. But remember, abuse is abuse. I absolutely urge you to forgive and let go. Divorce emotionally. But I would urge you with more passion when you're doing that to set boundaries with barbed wire. Divorcing emotionally is key to healing from any abuse. Discharging the trauma, healing the wounds and the original wound, you can then stand in your power and you can say hello and 
stop there, don't get any closer. And if you start to feel dazed and confused, your boundary might have a hole in it. If you start to question your behavior or not feel good enough, maybe you still have a wound or two that needs a bit of attention. And if you start to hear comments like, oh, you're always too sensitive or it was only a joke, let that be the only red flag that you need to hear. No more chances, you get out. If they tell you that you're crazy or you're being paranoid, then you start to question things. You need to get away. You might even hear from friends, family members that the abuser didn't really mean it, that they really do love you and they're really concerned about you. And it all sounds so plausible. If you've been practicing no contact or you've been doing no uh, grey rock, you might be encouraged by those around you to forgive and forget. It can't have been that bad, surely. You might have school performances that you need to go to together or you might have been invited to an event or you've got a family meal or something and you need to spend some time maybe with a a parent or another family member. I would encourage you to pick your weapons of choice carefully and I'm going to share with you a couple of, of tactics that you can take along to any event that will help you. So you might find yourself at events or spending time with a person that has gaslit you. Or you might be surrounded by others who have been gaslit and trained to gaslight you. So you can try this. So when you get to the venue, whether it's a family home or whether it's an outside venue, check your surroundings and who is around you and look for escape routes that you can take that will get yourself away for a moment or two or maybe a bit more. Toilets are really good for this. It might be that you know of a laundry room or maybe a back garden. So you're looking for routes that you can get out. There might be a lobby in a hotel or quiet corner, somewhere that you can take yourself for a few moments. Have a list of statements that will be that you can use for, again, a quick escape to get out of there. You've forgotten to pick something up. Maybe the dog needs letting out or you've had to lock the cat in because it's being bullied by a new Uh, cat in the neighborhood or perhaps you've left the iron on and you've just realized you forgot to turn something off if you start to hear belittling remarks you move away you don't engage you just walk away in the book get a new kid by friday by kevin lehman he uses a technique of you walk out of a room when the child is maybe demanding something or having a tantrum or behaving in a way that that they're not listening to you so you don't engage with that child you walk from one room to another and that child will probably follow you and then they start their demands all over again and you walk out of that room to another room or back to where you've come from and you just keep doing that you're not engaging and I would urge you to do this with the abuser because that's what they are they're children remember They are children in adults' clothing. You just walk away. They don't get a reaction. That's what they want. They want supply. So you go to another room. You go to the toilet. You might go outside. If you're sitting with them at a dinner table, get up and leave. And if anyone notices and stops you, you know, says, you know, you could say, oh, I'm feeling a little bit lightheaded. It's a bit hot in here or I just need some air. And believe me, they probably won't stop you. They won't want you passing out at their dinner table or if they perceive you as feeling sick, you know, being sick in that room. 
So start to look at setting strong boundaries. So all the ones I've mentioned are boundaries. Most people with a personality disorder, narcissists, emotionally abusive people, they ha hate boundaries. So you might set one that as soon as you hear the abuser make a comment about you, so it might be what you're wearing or how you're behaving, you walk away. You make that decision there and get then to disengage. As soon as that negative comment comes out of their mouth, you just move out of their area. If you choose the escape route to the toilet or the garden or another area you deem safe, remember to ground and breathe. And also while you're doing that, Remind yourself of why you have been no contact or you've been no grey rock. Step back into your power and walk out and start to engage with people around you who you know would support you. Gaslighting doesn't just come from the abuser. It can come from other family members, even your own children, who have been told how the abuse has changed and how they really do love you. Gaslighting makes you question your own reality. So you might have heard songs or seen films that make you question if you've been fair on the abuser, who is perhaps all alone this time of year. Remind yourself why you chose to be no contact with the abuser or why you're grey rock. So grey rock and no contact are not about punishment. They are about self-preservation. I've even heard there's yellow rock as well. So yellow rock is basically grey rock, but a different colour. Grey rock is being as interesting as a grey rock. This isn't about being rude. This isn't about not smiling, which I think is the way it's been, yellow rock's been twisted. It's, it's grey rock with a smile. Grey rock is enough. You literally are as interesting as a grey rock. Try walking up to a grey rock and saying, hello, how are you? What have you been up to? You get no response from it. It's cold and grey. So maybe that's where yellow is a bit brighter, but there is no difference. That They do the same thing as my understanding of it. Maybe I've got it wrong, but my understanding of it is that yellow is with a smile. Grey rock and no contact. Why have you been doing this? Remind yourself of why you put yourself in that position. And these two techniques, grey rock and no contact, give you the time and space to heal the areas that have been damaged and more because the original wound is the one that allowed the abuser to step in. And I would encourage you to forgive the abuser. They too have been a victim, but they chose the route to abuse others. And sadly, they won't ever allow themselves the opportunity to heal the wounds. Just to continue to play the victim and behave in the way that has now become a habit. And this is to protect their fragile sense of self. So please set and keep strong boundaries. And if you are in a position where you need to be in contact with the abuser, have a really strong pair of gloves to hand to fix that barbed wire in place. As I said, this doesn't have to be Christmas. It could be that you are at a wedding or a family event or that you're at a school event, a birthday. These techniques work all year round. It's just that we're leading up to Christmas. I would urge you to box breathe and to ground multiple times a day and you it will change the way that you see what's going on and it will change your physiology and that is the most important bit this is about empowerment and being able to be in the same space as the person that spent years 
abusing you, maybe decades. I hope this has been useful and I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.